Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Uh, this is Sabbath Talks, and uh, we are here for our second segment uh, of this portion of, uh, of dialogue with uh, pastor George Ramirez, who is a pastor of the Springs Church here in San Antonio, and also Herbert Helbison with the Exchange Life Church. And around the table also is Sammy Lopez, who is the pastor of Mighty Fortress Church. And uh, so I'm uh, your host here at Sabbath Talks with... Um, with the San Antonio Baptist Association. And in this segment, we'd like to kind of um, uh, discuss and have dialogue about um, what we would call uh, bivocational or a new word that's come up, and that is co-vocational. And um, the individual who um, kind of resurrected that was a fellow by the name of Brad Briscoe out of the North American Mission Board. And uh, we had him here, guys, um, oh, I'd say maybe four months ago, and he did a phenomenal, phenomenal job in explaining what uh, the difference between bivocational and co-vocational, mm. and uh, he did a, just a, a great job, and we're going to have him in, in the next few months. He'll be here also at, um, at our offices and giving a conference here in uh, San Antonio. You need to get his book if you've not uh, bought his book. The name of the book is Co-Vocational Church Planting, uh, Aligning Your Marketplace Calling and the Mission of God mm. by Brad Briscoe. Yeah, and uh, so uh, let's kind of right. just uh, dialogue on that and uh, what do you guys think about, um, about well, uh, know, co-vocational. You know, Dr. Lopez, one of the things that's happening today is that men are, are intentionally uh, becoming co-vocational church planners. In other words, their 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 intent when they go in, they know that they're going to be working uh, a job that that they feel called to, and the ministry that they feel called to. And uh, we have with us today uh, Pastor Herbert Halbison of Change Life Church. And Herbert, mm-hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about your your educate or your field of of study and what you're doing right now, and how that kind of merged with ministry for you. Yeah, so one of my passions is science, and so mm. um, I knew God had called me to be a pastor, but I I, uh, I got my degree. I'm working at the Children's Hospital downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, and so when I had the opportunity to start planning this church, it was always in the back of my mind that once I arrived, like the, the goal was for me to completely go 100% into ministry, give all my time to that, and um, what I'm realizing now is that you know, if God reigns over everything, then everything is sacred. Amen. And mm. so, and so, I'm called to full time ministry, just like everybody is called to full time ministry. So, I'm seeing now more than ever that my job, my family, my work, no matter where I'm at, I'm a full time minister. It's not that I'm, I'm I'm dividing the secular and the sacred, but I think what it does is it helps to bring them together to realize that whatever I'm doing, God said, and whatever you do, whatever you say, you know, that's the will of God. I'm, I'm, I'll find the will of God as long as I do it, whatever I do, whatever I say uh, for, for Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh-huh. Let me piggyback on that. You know, I, I agree with it. Uh, um, I believe you're right on target. Uh, what caught my attention when uh, Brad Briscoe said this, this was what really, really uh, stuck to me. And that was when he said, look, when God... Um, when God calls you into the uh, to be to provide for your family, 
Your first congregation is your family. Mm. Right. Then he provides your work. So that's just a sacred. Now, the second thing over here is your second congregation, and that is what we call the church. So it's not the other way around. Right. Okay? Mm. So if your first congregation is the family, then what he gave you and called you to be is to provide for your family, and that, that uh, work, that job, is your calling to provide for the first congregation. Right. Right. So the second congregation uh -huh. Uh -huh. is the church. So therefore... Both are sacred, and both are the same calling in order for you to provide the, the giving of God's Word uh, to the family that God gave you, and then the family, which is the church. So, good word. So many times, good. Sammy, so many times Sammy, you know, the, 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 as, as church planners, you know, get, get going, they, they find themselves, you know, struggling financially. Yes. And that's pretty typical, you know. Starting a church, especially a lot, a lot of a lot of guys start a church, you know, just Lone Ranger style. You know, they're going to go out on their own, do it that way, do it do it their way, and and they don't have any kind of support at all, right? Uh, speaking of which, before you answer the question, you know, Saba Saba has a uh, has a a setup here to where if you have a church, if you're a church planner and you want to start a church, you can come to Saba, talk to Dr. Lopez, and he'll help you kind of get on the path to that. But going back to what I was going to tell you was that when you when you become dependent when you when you strictly dependent upon the church, what are what are the pitfalls of that, Sammy? So you know it it, it it's funny because I think a lot of people, especially a lot of church planners, mm -hmm. uh, when they go in, we've learned this this is a learned idea, mm -hmm. and a lot of us learn it from seminary, mm -hmm. and this is what we learned specifically from seminary mm -hmm. is. Come to our seminary, basically give all your money to the seminary, mm -hmm. you graduate, and basically you've learned that your ministry is going to be years of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. um, then these individuals graduate, then their focus is to have a full-time job, even if it means that I'm going to suffer for the name of Jesus. But we go back to Paul, we go back to Peter. We even go back to Jesus. These individuals, and we look at, let's look at Jesus for a second. Jesus was a rabbi. Jesus could have lived in the temple all he wanted to and get paid by the alms of the individuals that would give, that would give to the temple. Jesus didn't. What he wind up doing? Wind up being a carpenter, right? Uh, again, I think there is wisdom to gather from a Paul, a Peter, a Jesus, you know, the individuals that did their ministries, but at the same time, they had a profession they had a they had a lineup of a, of a calling of a job mm -hmm. right yeah. um, because at the same time is if we want to be genuine church planners mm -hmm. um, why is it why is it that our job is as a church planner is to invest in the church well I think some, sometimes the greatest church planners are those who can invest in the church and in their careers at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because, again, the church should be all over the place. Mm -hmm. Our parish should be everywhere. Our platform should be everywhere. So I think, if anything, there's got to be this, uh, the, the, this idea of, um, and, and I, I, I guess to answer your question is, I think we have, we've had this set idea that ministry, that you've made it if, you've, if you're in full time. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I had a church planner tell me the other day, which uh, was you know, a little funny. He said, uh, you know, I'm... Um, 
you know, I don't take anything from the church, you know, financially at all, but I'm starting the church and it's growing and it's been growing. And, and uh, he said, but uh, he said, all my life uh, I've heard that uh, you, uh, you get paid by the church and all this type of thing. And he said, what I've learned is that a lot of these pastors get fired because that's, you know, hey, when they don't pay you, well, they're going to dismiss you. And he said, uh, what are they going to do with me if I don't take any money? Are they going to fire me? What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Coming, going back to yeah. Miracle, you're actually, you're, you're actually a co-vocational pastor right now. At least I think. In other words, that, that, in other words you're, you're planning on staying with what you're doing yeah. going forward, right? You already got How many years have you been in the, in the, in the hospital already? So I, I, uh, since 2007. So that's what? So about 13, uh, 13, 13 years. That you've been, you've been working as in nuclear medicine, whatever you do. Nuclear but, medicine. Is but good. the thing is, is that how looking looking at it now from from your vantage point now, what are, what are the benefits that you have derived from being co-vocational as you can as you see it? Right. Yeah. And so I always thought that it was holding me back from uh, what God wanted to do, but now I'm realizing uh, more than ever that. I'm able to surround myself with the people that I'm trying to reach. That's it. And so I'm not, you know, I mean, first, and I tell people this, you know, in, in my job, I don't tell people I'm a pastor because first I'm a, I'm a child of God. And I just want people to know Jesus. And so, but once they start to get to know me, then I start to invite them to church. They'll show up and they'll be like, I didn't know you were the pastor. Um, but it's beautiful because I've been able to reach people who I work with and their lives have, have, have been changed just because I've been able to have that relationship and build it with them over the years. Yeah. And uh, they didn't want anything to do with my invitations, you know, for years. And then, you know, uh, later something happens or or they're going through something, they come to me for prayer, and it just opens up the door for me to surround myself with the people that, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm trying to reach. You stay, in the, you, stay, you stay in the marketplace if you're a co-vocational pastor because you're out there with the people all the time in, in your job or wherever you work, right? You're always around people. And that sometimes as the pastors, we, we end up putting ourselves, isolating ourselves in an ivory tower and never being among, because we're in the office. Yeah. It, we're it, not meeting anybody. Yeah, it's it. amazing. Right. Uh, when I give uh, these conferences on a four by four, uh, identify four people that do not know Jesus. You'd be surprised, brother. Yeah. Pastors don't know; they don't have relationships they with don't. lost people. They don't you know? because they're because <laughs> they, they, yeah. they've, they've, they've checked out of the marketplace. Well, exactly right. You know, yeah. they might go to the H E B or something and buy groceries. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, but you know, I like what Herb said, and Herb, I I think what you're saying prayerfully would encourage the listener today is that um, before you even say you're a pastor, right, you're a child of God, you invite yeah. them to church and then they, all of a sudden they find out you're the pastor. <laughs> that's a strong statement, bro. That, 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 that's great. Again, you're like the Megatron, right? Uh, you can transform to uh, you, you can transform to whatever you want to transform to. I love that, man. Yeah. And I think, I think that in itself shows, bro, um, where your heart's at. And, 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 and prayerfully, um, as God begins to show you what you do, uh, this will become a trend, man, especially of new church planners that to not feel as if they have to be made to go full time, where they can say, "Man, I have my career, I have my goals, but at the same time, I'm a pastor, I'm a shepherd of a congregation, and I'm able to basically transform to both to both sides." I'm gonna I'm calling you Megatron now. I'm gonna, this, I'm gonna throw this out because this is something <laughs> that I've been that I think we're gonna see. This is uh -huh. my, I think it's a trend. Okay, here's a trend. A trend is going to be that even guys that are currently right now in the ministry, and that's what they their goal was to be full time ministry. You're going to see them coming out of that and going into marketplace going into marketplace jobs. <coughs> yeah. And and and, sure. and the reason why is because Rainer said Rainer said that one of the one of the, one of the trends 
in going into the 2020 is that uh, a lot of churches are having to scale back in financially, you know, mm. in terms of what they're paying pastors. Because for whatever reason, right, there's a lot of reasons why churches scale back. But as churches scale back, that's going to force the, the pastors, the church planners that, are, that have, been, have, have established a church to relook at their finances and go, I can either go down this path and then eventually, you know, have everything dry up, or I can be proactive and get onto the workplace, and maybe that's where God wants me. And a lot of them, are, that's what that book, that book mm-hmm. by, uh, by uh, Brad Briscoe says, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of guys are going back intentionally into the, work, into the workforce because they know that they, they, need, they, need, they want to engage people, you know, in the marketplace, and they can't do it from where they're at. So I want to ask her another question real quick about about this. Uh, so, like, do you think do you think that the fact that you have been co-vocational has that given you more stability than you know in, in your life with your family and, and, and has it given you some stability? Do you feel like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Had, had I had I wanted to do it the way that I thought it should be done, I probably would have faded it out a long time ago because I can't even imagine like the weight of, of, of just trying to learn and ministry and the, the times that I wanted to give up. I can't even imagine how much more that would have been. And you know what? I, I really I look up to these pastors who are doing it full time and pushing through because not only do they have that weight, but they also have the weight of the finances as well. And that what that did is it really did take off that weight from me mm-hmm. of asking myself, how am I going to provide my groceries and pay the mortgage for my family, and, and making sure that you know enough giving is coming into the church because mm-hmm. there's no way there's no way that we could have we could have survived. Um, and so yeah, that's been that's been a big and also and I believe that you know really. Ministry and vocation is one and the same, mm-hmm. and so you know one of the things that I say is that whether you're a, a barista at Starbucks or or bagging groceries at HEB or you know you're working as a nurse, whatever you're doing, you do it 100% as a ministry to who you are in Christ, and I, I feel like it just helps to show that example to the people that I'm leading that, hey, we're in this together, we're in the marketplace together, whatever it is, if one day I go full-time ministry, uh, you know, it doesn't change. Whatever I do, I do it 100%, um, but I, I believe, you know, my vocation, whatever I, whatever I do, it's, it's one and the same. That's exactly. And, and that, uh, I can say this, uh, Herb and, and uh, George, Sammy, that um, uh, the weight that you mentioned of a church planter where you have individuals, because sooner or later you'll have individuals that will come in with a mental model of church of Mm. where they Mm. have been, and the first thing they plant in your mind as a church planter is, brother, when are we going to start a building fund and buy property and put up a building? When is this going to happen, brother? Well, the pressure comes on. And they attract other people that have that same thing. And then you put them up a building, and now you've got to look for souls that will pay for your building. And cock-a-doodle-doo, they wake up, don't they? That's it. That's it. You see? So, I mean, the challenges are there. I mean, you know, if God has called you, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God called you to to be a pastor for a traditional church, and you've come in out of seminary, you prepared in seminary to pastor a full-time congregation, Mm -hmm. then I say, God bless you, then you go ahead and uh, do expository preaching. My question is, is most people that are coming out, they don't have people to preach. They have a building, but they just don't have any any people. Mm -hmm. So uh, you've got to go out. And uh, engage in presenting the gospel of the Lord Jesus. What better place to mm. be a church planter 
and to be involved and to know mm -hmm. that uh, you're co-vocational, that this is just as sacred as a calling into what we would call, uh, I'm, I've been called to the ministry. Yeah, we've all been called to be ministers of the gospel, to share the gospel mm -hmm. of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're evangelists. We're taking the gospel unto all the world. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So and, we and thank God for that. And I would also add, you know, it's, it's biblical to take to take a salary and to take money. So, yeah. you know, that's not, you know, and, and I do. And I, I take I take a small, you know, salary from the church. But one of the other things that I didn't mention, too, is that it allows me to have more finances to go back into the ministry. That's right. So instead of, uh, you know, having this this uh, big salary, I'm using a lot of money to try to, to reach people or to be able to... Projects. You know, use the yeah, use the money mm -hmm. to be able to do you know certain causes that we believe in. That's good, bro. And Go so, Mac yeah. Daddy Sunshine, right there, bro. That's it. <laughs> or invest into other leaders. Yes, and invest in their leaders. Mm -hmm. Invest in them and say, hey, you know, this is going on. Let's let's buy them this. Let's just show them how much we value sure. them, and it, it gives us those resources yeah. to do that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, once again, uh, thank you so much for this segment of uh, Sabbath Talks. And uh, for those that are listening to this podcast, let me recommend a book by Brad Briscoe. And uh, the title of the book is uh, Co-Vocational Church Planting, uh, Aligning Your Marketplace Call and the Mission of God. And so uh, may the Lord bless you. Thank you so much. and we'll awesome. Try to get into the next podcast for the next uh, 15 minutes. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting and creating.